I'd rather listen to his podcast, huh? Dude, it's educational. And besides, I've been wanting to listen to this one. Welcome to Idling in the Impala, a podcast by and for lovers of Supernatural and the fan fiction it inspires. Before we begin, just want to remind you to like, subscribe, follow wherever you listen to us so you don't miss any episodes or bonus stuff that we do. I'm Sandra. I'm Carly. And, you know, I was going to say that we just throw our hands up and admit that we have a ranking things problem, but that is not technically true for this episode because while we have lists, we have not ranked them. Mm. Therefore, mm-hmm. this does not qualify. You cannot put this in the Carly and Sandra need ranking rehab. All right. Not this one. Just this one specific episode. <laughs> so because we have a problem with ranking things, we were like, shit, what else can we rank? And oh God, it was it was way back. It was way back in one of our other ranking things. It was in a Sam's and Dean's episode, I think. And I was mm-hmm. one of us was like, oh, we should do like act. It was probably me because I'm the one that comes up with these stupid ideas. And then Sandra's like, yeah, we should do that. And I'm like, okay. So it's anyway. stupid. They get us thinking. It's good. It's good. <laughs> so I had the thought, I was, I'll take ownership for it. I had the thought that we should put together like peak acting moments for Jared and Jensen because we ranked like our favorite Sams and our favorite Deans and then we traded lists and Sandra's real fucking lucky there's an ocean between us. And <laughs> no, I don't think Ireland is between us. I think it's a little bit lower down the country. Anyway, there's an ocean and I'm lazy. So she's real lucky. <laughs> but we decided that we while we were going to make lists of our favorite, the show is great all the way across, but those moments that really fucking got got us when we were watching it we weren't going to order them from favorite to least favorite or you know anywhere else so you would be pleased to know guys that i have stuck to form and i have a list with 10 bullet points on it five for jared and five for jensen mm-hmm. sandra has wait right there <laughs> a why didn't you <laughs> it's it reloaded a five page document with episodes and seasons and the start time of the scene that she's referencing Mm -hmm. and a description of the scene and why she likes it and she's got runner-ups and special (laughs) shout-outs so you will be pleased to know that while doing FVF I you got to see some of my impeccable fucking admin skills I remain a chaotic goblin who does not prep for things properly but nevertheless I don't need I don't need this I will just y'all know what I'm going to talk about so it's fine. I don't need timestamps and oh, they, things like that. They don't know what you're going to talk about. That's why they're listening. <laughs> yeah, but when I start talking about them, they're not going to be like, oh, I don't know what scene you're referencing. Oh, Could you please find me? Oh, so you're saying timestamp. it's just so obvious that these would be peak, that it's it's going to be just like right there. I gotcha. I gotcha now. Uh, right. Kind of. I hope okay. so. Okay. I hope so. Yeah, so, I, I I have a feeling I, I, I went a different way. <laughs> so, well, no. See, I prep this this impeccable you know masterpiece of a document 10 bullet points <laughs> a couple of weeks ago while i was i was on a kick i had prepped something big for the podcast and i was like fuck it i'm gonna prep this and something else while i'm here so i had done mine and then sandra was like left it until like uh yesterday a couple of days ago yeah i started <laughs> and then i realized then she- it was a bad idea to start like i should have started sooner than that but then she threw at me Oh, I'm going to pick, I'm going to try and pick things that aren't as obvious. And I was like, well, shit, all mine are real obvious. So. No, no, I love that though. I love that we have different ways. Cause I just feel like, you know how sometimes like I've, I've like, I beat, I beat a scene to death or I beat like when we talk about certain episodes, it's just like, you know, that scene, that scene, like some things you can't help. But I was like, I really tried to just, what are some like smaller moments, I guess, in my mm. head that I thought, 
maybe are still really good acting moments that maybe just kind of because of all the other great acting kind of get overshadowed. But yeah, I, I totally get mm-hmm. it. I totally get it. I, yeah. I'm under, I'm seeing it all and I'm understanding all of it. And honestly, some of it too was like, I'm going to let Carly have their Jared moment first and then see <laughs> if there's any other runner. Like I have a feeling I would pick a lot of the same ones too. And I would have. So I was like, okay. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. No, that's fair enough. So just before we begin, again, these are in random order. They are not best to worst or worst to best or anything like that. Believe me, Sandra has watched the show about four times fully through, and mm-hmm. I've only seen it fully through once. Mm-hmm. So my <laughs> references are not as strong as I So I struggled to do, you know, to pick the five, not because I don't think Jared and Jensen are incredible actors, just because I'm not as familiar with all the separate episodes and things the Sandra is. So I could not have done this and then gone, oh, here's a runner-up and here's a runner-up and blah, 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 blah. blah. Mm-hmm. So these are not in any particular order. And also these do not necessarily represent favorite scenes of mine, mm-hmm. just scenes that I think the acting is fucking incredible. Mm-hmm. And of course, it goes without saying that me and Sandra both think Jared and Jensen are incredible actors. And we are, if we don't pick your particular favorite Jared or Jensen scene, it's not because we don't think it's good. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. there's only so much time in a day, guys. We'd be here forever if yeah. we tried to rank every single Hence moment. My five page document that really needed, I needed to slap myself at some point. I'm like, stop, just stop. Well, if I had known that you were doing that, I would have <laughs> intervened and gone, Sandra, please look at my document. It's 10 bullet points. Get your shit together. But, you know, such is the nature. I am the Chaotic Goblin. Hello, Bubba. The podcast mascot has elected to join us. He may or may not meow. You may or may not be privileged to hear him. Hi, Bubs. But unfortunately, I can't not recognize him because he's standing right next to me. Mm. <laughs> gotcha. So I will go first with my favorite Jared moments. And then Sandra is going to go with her favorite Jared moments and all her various runner-ups and different prizes that she's given out to various different moments. But the um, the first thing on my list, again, not ranked in order, anything like that, is Sam and John's fight in season one. So it's the first iteration of what I have coined Sam's Dom voice, you know, where it gets real deep in his chest and he goes from, he goes from like a little golden retriever puppy dog to like a fucking Rottweiler. Mm. Like, by the way, I owned a Rottweiler at one point. They are babies. They are not scary. They are mm-hmm. fucking, they are babies. But you know, like, like, a, <laughs> like a police dog on duty, let's right. say, or a guard dog on duty. Yeah. And it's just, it's, it's so powerful because in the middle of you know he's he's lost his life at college he's he's grieving his girlfriend he's trying to fucking adjust to everything that's you know everything that's going on like dean's come back and they're trying to like kind of find their equilibrium and then you throw john in the mix and you could just see all this this pent-up anger and it has been building from watching dean just yes sir no sir three bags full sir on the phone with john and it's just built and built and built and, you know, and it just explodes in this, you know, you did this, you closed that door, you said don't come back. Mm-hmm. And I think it's it's so powerful. And as well, not that Jared was an, like a new actor, you know, he, he'd been acting for quite a few years before he came on Supernatural. Like, he was still a young kid. You know, he still would have been 23, between 22 and 24, that's a that's still a baby in my eyes. I was mm-hmm. a baby at 24, you know? Mm-hmm. And 
while there's not like while there's not the age difference between Jared and Jensen and Jeff that the show would have you believe that is, mm-hmm. that is still a relatively young kid having to be really quite aggressive to someone older, mm-hmm. you know. And you you obviously don't know the relationship that Jared and Jensen and Jeff had off screen. I know they're all really good friends, but I imagine as as a you know a, a kid, a baby, a a young 20 something that was probably quite intimidating to have to you know like you know really like puff your chest out and pull your shoulders back and you know really dig for that mm-hmm. i imagine that was probably quite difficult to do i don't yeah. know if i could have hauled off on somebody even acting well i think just in age. general too i mean considering like he's he's the lead on supernatural you know so for him to have started it out too you know like you said like what 22 or 23 years old that's a lot of pressure anyway. So yeah, then add yeah. that to him having to act against a lot of, act out a lot of different scenes, a lot of range of emotion in in the first season. He goes through a lot in the first, I mean, they all, they go through a lot in every season. Yeah. But I mean, to like, to go from even say like, you know, Gilmore Girls to this kind of a show, which, you know, is a lot heavier in terms mm. of, I would say it's still drama you know, it's got some lighter moments, but it's really, it's just in this different vein altogether. And so he's having to tap into a lot of stuff. So yeah, I, I totally agree. That's a really good, that's a really good example. Yeah. Yeah. So the next one on my list, and I just put down the episode title. So it's, it's, it's all (laughs) of clap your hands, if you believe basically, Mm -hmm. but I, I suppose, I suppose if you had to, if you had to pin it down, it would either be like the, the fight at the end with the leprechaun, or, you know, do you have bigger cups? Or, <laughs> you know, my brother was abducted. No, I've had time to get it. The whole thing, guys, the whole thing. I can't, I can't pick one scene. And I've I've referenced Clappy Hands, if you believe, in so many different other rankings. And I come back to it a lot because it is, it is one of my favorites. And it is, you know, it's lighter, soulless, and it's funny. But knowing I think it speaks so much to to Jared's acting, knowing that being soulless was difficult, like a headspace and acting space for him to get into. It had been like quite heavy, like the secret that he's keeping from his brother and everything that's going on with the Campbells. And then, you know, like Dean, Dean finds out about the soul. And then it's like a, a battle between him and Dean. Like, we're going to get your soul back. I don't want my soul back. Mm. So to take to take all this like quite heavy acting and push all of that to the side and make like do this really quite lighthearted episode because it's you know it's funny it's mm. not in the grand scheme of things Dean gets abducted but then he gets brought straight back you know yeah. it's it there's no real lasting consequences from clap your hands if you believe it's not end of the world scenario situation yeah. like it's giving him a chance to to explore the character a little bit more exactly and it's just you know it's just like a monster of the week and it's and for him to be able to pull off the same, the exact same like tone of soulless, but keep it light and you know make jokes and like the whole thing with the with the girl when Dean comes back and he's <laughs> he's eyeing up the waitress and I just I fucking love that episode. Mm-hmm. I think it's and I especially think knowing what I know now about how difficult a headspace that was for Jared to be in, to be able to be in that heavy headspace and still keep it light and funny. I think he's really, really impressive. Next on my list is White Suit Samifer. Now, I am on record as saying I'm not a big fan of White Suit Samifer, and I'm not. It's too, it's too, it's too heavy-handed. 
can see where the writers were going for, but ooh, they missed the mark by a long shot. But that does not take away in any capacity Jared's incredible acting in that scene. Just, oh, chef's kiss, gold star. <laughs> it's perfect. And again, I think actually knowing that Jared found it quite difficult to get into these headspaces maybe have influenced my decision. But then if that were true, Mystery Spot would be on this list. <laughs> and it's not. It's a spoiler. It's not. It's not. Not that Jared didn't do incredible acting, but it didn't it didn't mm-hmm. hit the top 10. Yeah. But this is just, you know, it's just this brief little, just this brief little snapshot. You know, it'll always end here. It'll always end in Detroit. And just like, you know, and like I've I've said that the, you know, the way the scene was written was really too heavy handed, but you cannot deny that he is incredible in that scene you know and we've we've talked about when we did our peak sams and our peak beans how much jared can be sam but not sam Mm -hmm. and it's it's a completely different person and that's why i had like plaid samifer and white suit samifer because they're not the same Mm. and Mm -hmm. that it's just i don't like the scene but i love I love his acting in mm-hmm, it, mm-hmm. like a hundred percent. Number four, although it's not number four, but um, the fourth on my list is uh, Rowena's death scene from mm-hmm. season fifteen. Mm-hmm. Now we've we've lost a lot of people, and we've seen we've seen Sam and Dean grieve a lot of people, but that one was personal. And the you know the way the way that she comforts him and the way that she says you know like it's it's going to be okay and you know it's, don't worry about it. I'm not scared. You shouldn't be scared. Blah blah blah. You can really feel, I think at that point, it's been quite a long time since mm-hmm. Sam or Dean had to kill like a guest star. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm thinking, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm thinking the last one might have been Gadriel, Sam, and Kevin. Mm. Yeah. Or the only one I'm thinking of, and they, I mean, it wasn't directly, but indirectly would have been Crowley. You know, like with the whole like them getting back, him having to sacrifice himself situation. But that was season end of season twelve, and they didn't seem to have as much. Those they should have. <laughs> they yeah. seemed to grieve as much as they should have for Crowley, but that's a whole other topic. Um, yeah. yeah, it's 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 been a it's been a while. It's yeah. been a minute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all of the all the deaths have come from outside the house, so to speak. So mm-hmm. this. I read a lot into Sam and Rowena's relationship that maybe isn't necessarily shown on screen. So y'all know my headcanon is there was some fun being had behind the bookcases between those two, but also that it was a a, a student teacher or a mm-hmm. student mentor kind of yeah. relationship, not just this one semi-friendly witch that we keep mostly mm-hmm. on our good side. You know, I I see more in that relationship and you know, for Sam to yet again have to sacrifice someone he cares something. about yeah. and lose something for the greater good. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think like, I think it's seeing Jared do like real tears. And I'm like, oh, baby. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. Oh, snuggle, please. Yeah. Come here. yeah. So, and I, like, I, cr- I cried at that scene. I love Rowena, you know, the, the woman who lived, <laughs> so to say. So just it's it's real powerful, you know, and it's especially in the scope of everything else that's going on on that episode, and we we pull real close into these two characters saying goodbye, mm-hmm. and it's 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 wonderful. It's wonderful, you know. All the props to Jared, all the props to Ruth. It's mm-hmm. it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. It is beautiful. 
And then the last scene, you know, moment that made it made it onto my list. And again, I did not know that we were doing participation awards and runner-up prizes <laughs> and all that shit. I might have uh, I might I might have spent a bit a little bit longer, but um, I'm sure when we move on to Sandra's list, I'll be like, oh, fucking hell, I forgot that. But it's the church scene for the trials, which is at the end of season eight. Eight sacrifice that that episode. Yeah, yeah. sacrifice. Mm-hmm. And it's just, and I mean, this this could this really could have gone to Jared or Jensen equally. But you know that I love when he's in pain and mm-hmm. tired and mm-hmm. maybe crying a little bit. Right. <laughs> I don't have a problem. Shut up, guys. <laughs> um, but but also also I I have a lot I have a lot of problems with that scene. And I have a lot of problems with that season in general because Dean fully stands there at that moment and lies. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Sam has to know that mm. because we've spent the whole season of him sneaking around and lying to Sam and you know like almost cheating on him with Benny. Mm-hmm. And then he stands there in that fucking church at the end and goes, there is nothing I would put before you. And I'm like, oh my God, you fucking liar though. You fully did. And I I always wonder if Jared played that with that in Sam's mind that, that Dean was lying. I would I'd love to call some discourse at a con with that question. <laughs> <laughs> but it's been so long now, they'd both be like, the what scene in the yeah, what now? What? No, we don't watch it as much as you do. <laughs> yeah, y'all need help. Y'all need help. Please stop. But it's again another situation where Sam is willing to sacrifice and lose for the greater good, and he's 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 there. He's fully there. He's ready to go, and it's so so powerful. Mm. So you know maybe. I still think these are all really great acting moments for Jared, but maybe I picked the the moments that resonated with me mm-hmm. the hardest. Mm-hmm. But uh, that one for sure, when he's just, oh, he's so tired and so broken. Yeah, and I I really like it when he's like that. And I mean, I'm is, sorry. Is, it, and is it kind of to just like the giving up like part of it too? Like he's just ready to do whatever it is he has to do. Situation I, in there. I think I think it's as well that he comes out as a confessional and he's like, you know what? I confess that I wasn't a good enough brother. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he's, you know, we're still, we're like we're still eight seasons. Yeah. 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 Eight seasons into this fucker. And he's still thinking that he's not, he's not good enough or that Dean deserves better. Mm-hmm. And that's, oh man, that just hits me, you know, yeah. that, like I identify real fucking strong with the concept that people's lives would be better. If, I weren't in them because mm. I'm just so much trash. Um, don't hit me. Nobody, nobody yell at me, especially Sandra. I'm gonna get yelled at when this when this recording is over now. But I identify with that. So the concept of Sam being like, well, I'm and especially in the back of all the Benny stuff as well, like I'm not good enough. You know, he mm. deserves better. He's got a better brother than me. So I'll just sacrifice myself and close the gates of hell. It's just, oh. Mm. I just want to squish him up in a little burrito. Yeah. I just want to put him in a little burrito and just be like, sit there until you're not sad. Oh. So those are those are my top acting moments. And again, they are not my favorite scenes in the show, even my favorite episodes in the show, except for Clap Your Hands, if you believe. But mm-hmm. I will not be taking questions about that at this time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, but those those are mine. So uh-huh. let's see. Let's see what Sandra has on her list. Okay. So. Season two, episode 14, Born Under a ba- Bad Sign. Basically just Meg Sam did an outstanding job. Did you uh, have that character? 
did you have a specific scene in mind for that um, or just the episode in general? He's really creepy and awful when he says, my, my daddy, daddy shot, shot your, daddy your daddy in the head. Uh, yeah. Yes. That's a pretty. Absolute peak. Yeah. Yes. Um, Season two, episode 17, Heart. It's just at the end when he's got to kill Madison and, you know, Dean's like, I'll do it. And he's like, no, you know, this is this is on me. And he's, in tears, and he's in and tears and it's awful and it's got that fucking song and then it's just all all quiet and then just bang yep so, right. season yep. five episode 22 swan song i've got him dean <laughs> pretty much it um yeah season eight episode 21 the great escapist when he feels unpure that whole walking down the hallway oh. scene. i thought you were gonna why didn't i remember that one <laughs> son of a bitch I thought between that one and maybe Meg Sam, I thought those were two you would you would pick. Also, you picked one of the ones I decided was a runner up was season fifteen, episode three, the rupture with Sam and Rowena. Just Ruth does amazing things in that scene, but I think Jared counterbalances her in an amazing way too. He shows his inner struggle, but then you also see the care and love that he's developed for of all people, Crowley's mother over five seasons. So mm-hmm. I think all of that is pretty impressive. My last runner up was season 14, episode 12, profit at profit and loss. This is when um, drunk Sam is at the end of his rope with Dean, who's intent on nailing himself into the Malik box to trap Michael forever. One of his lines in it is, why don't you believe in us too? I look at this scene a lot now because I know how difficult it was for Jared to perform mm. this scene, it's mentioned in a con in particular and how he just couldn't get it. He needed to, you know, Jensen was like, I've never seen him like that before. He just, he he wasn't in the zone. Like he, he had to walk it off. We were like, you know, and he finally got it. And when he did, it was just on point and everything about it. But I feel like you see the struggle in him in the acting. Yeah. So I think that's kind of a, a moment when, you know, I'm thinking kind of like how you are with the bloopers. Like I, I think about the, the process of the acting and then what came out of it. And mm-hmm. I, I think, I mean, like he hits Dean and then he like, and then they like hug and he's just like wrapped around him so tight. And it's just like, he's holding on to him for dear life and he doesn't want him to, to let, let go, you know, of, mm-hmm. of he wants to believe in them the way that, you know, he, he almost like you've always done this Dean. You've always told me to believe. Why can't you do it too? So mm-hmm. those were my runner-ups. <laughs> you can so, tell this took a just... while. <laughs> I've got my five. <laughs> so season nine, episode three, I'm no angel. I-, I had to throw in a scene of Jared bouncing between Ezekiel slash Gadriel and Sam. It's pretty much almost like, I wouldn't say it's like a one camera shot, but it's these moments when he's in a scene starting off as Sam they pan past Dean and he's Ezekiel. Then mm-hmm. they do it again. They have him go back from Ezekiel to Sam. I love that. That's my, it's like my favorite Gadriel, like it, Sam, Sam playing that part because it's just so it's immediate. You see it. It's right there. It's right in front of you. No matter how many times mm-hmm. you may have had to do it, what they got was gold. And that's what I, again, we talk about Jensen and sometimes his micro um, performances. 
I feel Jared's very macro and that you get to see it all in that scene, how he just, his whole body changes with that mm-hmm. scene and that performance. And there's, there's like zero overlap. It's a, yeah. you know, and especially in that scene when it's, you know, same hair, same clothes, same mm-hmm. moment, mm-hmm. but there is zero overlap between Sam mm-hmm. and Gadriel. Mm-hmm. And it's, I think that's one of Jared's most incredible talents. And that is not to say that Dean cannot all, like Jensen cannot also do that, but we got right. so fewer opportunities to see Jensen do that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that yeah. it, you kind of default to it being one of Jared's major acting skills yeah. just by dent that we saw at Ma. But yeah, yeah, that's a great one. Yeah. Then it's um, season 10, episode 18, The Book of the Damned. I noticed I picked a lot of, mo- more often than not, they were scenes with somebody besides Dean. And this mm-hmm. one is Sam chats with Charlie about the life. And one of his lines is, but I can't do it without my brother. Mm-hmm. So again, Sam's Maybe. showing vulnerability. He doesn't have to match the toughness of Dean in a moment like this. So it's subtle. Like for, in this situation, it's subtle acting, but it's very mm-hmm. memorable. And he gets teary-eyed. It's not full on, but he gets teary-eyed. And it's just, just like, you know. Little mist. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's just it's just very, very, I like it when they bear their souls too. I, and it, when they do it with other people, I feel like it's more authentic sometimes because I feel yeah. like they're always holding back with each other. I feel like that's that's probably, a, you, know, you know, like you, they, like everybody says, there are certain moments that are Jensen mm-hmm. and not Dean. Like Yellow Fever is Jensen fucking mm-hmm. about. Mm-hmm. The, the moment the just the brief moment it's an episode eight um it's a season eight episode i can't remember what it is but jared comes out of the of his room in the bunker and his hair's all fluffy it's mm-hmm. during when he's in the trials and jensen's like i'm telling you man five minutes with some clippers <laughs> and it's an it's an improv line from jensen yeah. and everybody's like i knew that wasn't dean i knew it was just yeah yeah i think that 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 goes the other way sometimes as well and that but i can't do it without my brother was probably mm-hmm. more jared than sam mm-hmm. in the moment Mm-hmm. Which obviously lends a lot of authenticity to it, but also yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna just wrap him up in a burrito. Yeah. <laughs> just put him somewhere after this, baby. Yeah. Um, the next one I had was season eleven, episode eight, just my imagination. It's when Sam tells Sully that he thinks God wants him to go back to the cage. There <laughs> it's a discussion they're just having, and it's I I, I thought I wrote more, but like I, I think I was about to, and then something distracted me because that's all I wrote there. But um <laughs> I think it's because he almost, he folds in on himself. He becomes very childlike and he goes back to those moments when he had this imaginary friend that he could talk to about all of his fears and his uncertainty and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. And, you know, Sully uses his ever think line to him and you could see his face. It's so, it sparks of like innocence in a way that you don't see in Sam very often. He's like, attentiveness to everything Sully's telling him and asking, you know, Sully's asking him like, well, what do you think? What do you feel? And he doesn't get that all the time, if ever Mm -hmm. with Dean. And I think to have that exchange, it's just so very sweet. And somebody who believes like, well, Sam, whatever I think you think is the right thing to do, I think you should do it. So, or, and I think Sully asks him, you know, ever think about running away anymore and he kind of is like no i haven't for a while i haven't for a long time so i think that says a lot about sam sam's growth um mm-hmm. but yet seeing him just again it's very you have to pay attention to it right cuz like 
we've talked to about how Jared probably just being so tall and everything probably just doesn't like taking up a lot of space in general or feels like he's taking up a lot of space sometimes. But this one, he's literally like just in the chair, like curled in a little bit. And it's like, so he doesn't appear as big, you know, in that, in that moment, he's just like, it's all of the Sam from when he was younger. And it's just, it's just really, it's not a really big scene. It's not a very standout scene, but it's, it's, it's quiet acting. That's really great. Um, Mm. So I think that's why I picked that out. And that's just a great episode. I mean, that's just a great episode in general, but it's so many great parts, but it's just a great episode. Season 13, episode 12, Various and Sundry Villains. This is when Sam and Rowena talk about their similar abuse at the hands of Lucifer. They're in baby. Dean's gone, Mm -hmm. figuring stuff out. Um, And I wrote, there's an openness to Sam that I don't think we see very often. As much as there are the bromance between the brothers, it always seems like he can express a little more to others, uh, maybe because he doesn't want to give Dean more of a burden than he knows his brother already shoulders. I just think Jared and Ruth, I think this is one of the moments where you see how well they work together in scenes like this. So this is like why I kind of chose the rupture as a runner up, even though it's a great scene. I feel like Jared's so very open with Rowena in a way that you just don't hear about the cage. Like you just don't, like you don't hear about this and how awful it was. And she's very vulnerable too in that moment. And I think it says a lot about her feeling comfortable enough with the character to do that. They're just really great together when they're, when they're together. I mean, I think Rowena uh, as a character in general, like I hated her in the beginning, but I think that's (laughs) a sign of a good actress too. And how yeah. she took on the character and then made you really care about her at the end. So Ruth Connell is just a very, I think, not given a lot of credit for her acting in this show. She's so good. She's so very good in it. Um, yes. And she elevates, I think, a lot of the people that she works with. But yeah, it was just, it was a great scene. My last one for runner up, not runner up, top five whatever. I'm confusing myself now. (laughs) Season 15, episode 17, Unity, when Dean pulls a gun on Sam. Mm. It was, so Sam, one of his lines is, it was the one thing I could always count on. it's, it's It's a beautiful echo of a recurring theme of the brothers. Sam looking up to Dean, counting on him. It's not an often bearing it all, but again, like when they do it with each other, it's really special. I, I think as the younger brother, he holds on to a lot of stuff without sharing. I think he's doing everything he can to convince Dean to do the right thing in this moment. Not the selfish thing that they tend to always do, but in a way, this is something that will save the both of them, but it's still all about, like, this is again, another moment where it's, for me, I can't stand Dean in this, in this scene. Mm. It's very odd. You know, it goes against all of Dean's usual programming. Sam is all in for saving the world and his family, which is something you would think Dean would be up for. So Jared just breaks my heart in this. It's one of those end of the show scenes that I think, you know, Jared really gets a moment to just give it his all. And he really does. And it's, yeah, it's just heartbreaking. It's just heartbreaking. Yeah. 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 So that was that was mine for Jared. Yeah. 
So again, I thought, you know, I was like, well, I'm not going to include this one. I'm not going to include this one. I'm always going to include this one. But yeah. So, and then it turns out, no. <laughs> and it turns out, no. Uh, Callie forgot some of the, the absolute peak moments. Yeah, yeah. I had to stop because we're going to switch over to Jensen. I had to stop because I was <laughs> going to continue to think of stuff. Like I wanted to put in regarding Dean as a runner up in the mirror. I didn't even put Why that. do you keep doing this to me? But I was like, Jesus. I'm not going to do it. I didn't, I didn't, didn't put it in. So some of my runners up. Season two, episode twenty. What is and what should never be. It's the. Am I not doing Jensen? My Jensen first. No, 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 no. Because we're doing we're doing whoever would be focusing more and then going into it. So that's why we're doing it this way. Oh right, okay, yeah, yeah. No, no, carry on, carry on. Yeah, yeah. Because I figured if we do it this way, it kind of made made more sense. But so for Jensen, runner up, season two, episode twenty. What is and what should never be. It's the gin, you know, fake dream episode dean mm-hmm. talks to john's headstone a single man tear all over the place again like just mm-hmm. like it's one of those things season yep. eight episode 14 this one's a little more obscure it's trial and error it's when dean explains to sam why he needs to be the one to do the trials it's all this righteous sacrifice it's dean all over you know how he's going to end up you know Blaze of glory, die bloody. Yeah, with a gun in his hand. Yeah. That, it, that yeah. is my perfect ending. It's like, you know, to make sure that you continue on kind of thing. Lots of foreshadowing, which I actually don't like about that scene in particular. But Dean does, uh, Jensen does a good job, I think, with that, the usual scene, you know, but I think he just, he puts a little extra into that one. Season 10, episode two, Reichenbach. It's when Demon Dean confronts Cole. I just like how much. He's so badass. Jensen just so chews up the scenery in that scene, and it's so great. It's just yeah. over-the-top greatness, and he's just relishing in this embodiment of this character that I just I, – I just – I love watching that scene. I just think that's great. And mm-hmm. then I picked season 14, episode 10. Again, these are all runners-up. Nihilism. It's Michael Dean when he talks to Cass about God and burning it all down, and he's like, God doesn't care. It's one of those moments Jensen doesn't always get to play a completely different character. Again, it's scenery chewing. It's really good scenery chewing. Mm-hmm. I think he does a really good job with that. So mm. those were my runners up. So now here's my top, well, not, yeah, top five peak acting moments, but again. But not ranked. Uh, no, not ranked. And Nobody I call could, the ranking police. I could still add another 10, I'm sure, if oh I was given gosh. the chance, but I had to stop. I had to stop. Yeah. So <laughs> season one, episode 16. Shadow. This is another one that has some backstory to it. Um, It's where Sam and Dean might finally be able to kill the thing that murdered their mother. And Dean sort of just kind of exposes like, you know, that he wants us to be, I want us to be a family again. Um, Mm. It's not a big scene. It's kind of innocuous in the grand scheme of the series. And, you know, when you put it up against others in this list, I picked it because what I've heard, and it's actually just kind of recent, even though I've watched this interview before, there's an interview with Jensen from season one where he had a lot of difficulty believing Dean would be this open and honest about his feelings. He needed to be convinced by the director. And I think it shows his ultimate care for this character and the craft kind of so early on. Because mm. the performance, I think when you really look at it, it's very subdued. And it's the little reactions and expressions to Sam's lines that I think say the most, not necessarily what Dean is saying, 
in the scene, hearing that Sam just wants to move on. Sam just wants to have a life. And seeing that aspect of it from Dean, it's just kind of very like, oh, but I just love the fact that he cared so much about this character and he was only season one that he wanted to understand the why behind the scene and not just read the lines. So the fact that he took whatever, you know, as a collaborative effort to get this to happen, but I think he still probably did it a little differently than maybe what somebody expected. And I think he did a great job with it. So again, that's one of the things that makes the show that, you know, that kept it on, on air for 15 years Mm -hmm. was the fact that these weren't just characters. Yeah. to Jared Jensen they were you know real people and they mm-hmm. cared mm-hmm. about them and they they weren't afraid even you know with we're in season one Jensen's not afraid to go I just don't mm-hmm. see this guy doing this I don't mm-hmm. I don't think it tracks you know it wouldn't be what it was if Sam and Dean did if Jared and Jensen didn't love Sam and Dean mm-hmm. as much as we do yeah you know and I so. think it says something about the professionalism of wanting to do the job, but still needing to understand it, you know, and yeah. still being able to like, I'll do it, but you got to explain it to me a little bit more. Like he's like, yeah. I kind of feel like it's his, you know, dancing monkey thing. Like, he's just like, I'm not going to do it just to do it. Like you got to kind of like at this situation, Yeah, we've heard about this from him before too. And I don't think we hear it often, but when we do kind of seems important to the character. So I, Mm -hmm. I really like that about, I think Jensen's approach to acting in general. And I think to see this so early on just speaks volumes about him as an actor. So props to him for standing up for Dean being the ultimate Dean girl. You know what I mean? Like, he's just like, no, I gotta, I gotta understand this. Like, I don't think this would happen. I don't think this would be a thing. So. And again, as well, although, although Jensen was 26, 27, in the entertainment industry, that's still that's still pretty young. Yeah, you know, and, you know, and who knew what was going to happen? And like, he could have yeah. like really pissed somebody off. You he know, could have really, really blacklisted himself mm-hmm. by taking that step and going, "I'm going to need, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to need a little bit more because I don't understand this." Mm-hmm. So that's a brave, a brave step to take. Yeah, and you know? I think. And, it, go ahead. Yeah, no, I I know he had, I know he had plenty of acting mm-hmm. under his belt by then, and he'd learn. You know, if you listen to Jensen talk, he says right from the very beginning, he just kept his head down and listened to what he was told. He didn't, he didn't make waves. He didn't, you know, try and be mm-hmm. the, you know, the the big man on campus. He was just like, just head down and do it. And I listened and I watched and I learned, mm-hmm. which obviously gives him confidence as he's he's nearing his thirties to be able to go to a director. But still, we're still really early on in the yeah. show. It's still season one, you know, everyone's still kind of figuring their feet. And for him to step up at that point and go, I just don't think this is right. Yeah. I think I think that speaks a lot to Jensen's integrity. Yeah. As as a person. Yeah. And again, the reason that these characters are so memorable and they stay with us for so long is because they were loved by their actors from the word go. Yeah. You know, we've we fell in love with them, but they were Jared and Jensen's long before they were ours. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's what fleshes them out and makes them makes them more than just characters on a TV show, yeah. I think. I, I think too there was 
I think there was this ragtag feeling too on the show too. Um, and I, you know, directors, I think have a really tough job of like having to interpret a script and bring it to life and work with like all the different pieces to make it happen. Oh, and I'm sure. pretty sure this episode might've been directed by Kim Manners, which I know, you know, Jensen and the entire, I think, crew staff of Supernatural, I think just absolutely adored him as a director. And I'm pretty sure like there was probably a, let me just, I got to double check now before I keep going. Cause I'm going to be like, if I'm talking about it and it's not him. (laughs) I got to know. No, I got to know. I remember hearing Jensen talk about his his first directing Mm -hmm. debut and being like, there's all these people turning to you Mm -hmm. for what to do. And he was like, that can be really intimidating if you haven't done your homework. But because of Kim, yeah. I've done my homework and I had the answers. I know Jensen had a lot of a lot of time, a lot of respect for Kim. Yeah. So, so. I, I, I think the interpretation of it was something that he needed. And I think, I'm sure there was a comfort level too at that point where like he could push a little bit more, you know, more than maybe yeah. he could years ago. I mean, he'd been doing it, what, at this point for... Almost, almost 10 years. Yeah. yeah. Almost, ten, almost 10 years, probably, probably 10 years at least. And even if it's just like little um, guest stars or stuff on some shows, but yeah, uh, to, to know that and to see what comes out of that collaboration, interpretation, willingness, it's pretty great. So I'm glad that they, you know, they have that, they had that on that show. I think that's what makes it really special too. Is everybody involved in it mm-hmm. was willing to stop and think. If something, if somebody really had a problem, I can't say that towards the end, but I know that going <laughs> into it, that was a thing. Yeah. Um, but we wouldn't have got to where we, where we got to yeah. the end if the care hadn't been there at the start. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 So my next one is season two, episode 22, All Hell Breaks Loose part two. Well, it's, you could have picked any moment from this episode. Yeah. It's when, cause again, like Dean talking over Sam's dead body. He's so broken, exhausted, lost. Like you could just like the makeup or whatever that they did with Jensen is just like, he is so tired. He he yeah. looks so tired, but then there's a, an energy to the scene. It keeps building and building, you know? And it's just like, I had one job. Then he cries, you know, what am I supposed to do? But then he's screaming it at the end. And there's just so much going mm-hmm. on in that scene and you know i had one job you know take care of my pain in the ass little brother and no, that's from the previous episode is it mm-hmm. that's what he says when he's on his knees in the mud that's my job right to look after my pain in the ass little brother we're gonna like, w- we're gonna watch this scene together and say after i'm, t- I'm telling you Okay. I'm telling you. Well, maybe he says he's... it again because I'm pretty sure he says it again in this scene. Maybe, maybe he says it again. But my memory of that line is from. Part We're gonna one. watch both. We're gonna watch okay. both after, and okay. then we'll then, then we'll report back. <laughs> We're gonna find out, guys. <laughs> we will finish these lists. We will finish these lists. And then watch go back. the episodes. We'll and watch see the what scenes heck's going on, and then and let you know at the end of the episode. Everything's bleeding together. But yes, there's just again. I think they're the part one and part two. Of course, they have to go together, but it's just this continuation of he just doesn't know what to do, you know. And yeah, yeah. It, it's it's all it's it's he's just he, and again, it's season two. <laughs> he's baby. You know, it's season two. Um, I have I yeah. have background on that scene. Okay, um, from a panel that Jared did. Um, Is it Jared laughing? 
No. <laughs> okay. No, 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 no. No, it's just, it's just Jared. Jared was telling a story about getting into headspaces for characters mm. and things like that. And they didn't when they were filming this. They didn't sort of call action because it took Jensen mm. such a long time to get into this headspace, which is perfectly reasonable. Right. That because they did the same thing for Jared for like uh, Samifer, mm. and they were just like, "Okay, cameras rolling whenever you're ready." Because Jensen struggled mm-hmm. with this, which is perfectly fucking reasonable. Yeah, and I think I think I remember also reading or hearing somewhere that Jensen didn't have to think of anything sad to cry. Mm. The idea that Jared was was dead, that he was he lost his friend, w- was enough. Which yeah. is, they're only two seasons in. They're so fucking close. Well, honestly, I feel like it Babies. probably would have just been like. Dean knowing Sam's gone like to me like I just, I don't think that I I think at those points in time like when you see that certain acting from each of them sometimes you can't tell what's the character and what's the actor because I think they've incorporated so much of like at the base level there's a part of each of their characters that's just in them that I don't mm. think yeah I don't see even if he said he didn't have to think about anything else I think all he had to do was Dean's, I don't Dean's even, with Sam's body, you know? Like, I don't even think it mattered, you know? It's It's been a long time. I can't even remember where I read it, but I don't even think it was imagining how Dean would feel. I genuinely think Jensen was like, no, this was this is how Jensen. Mm-hmm. Jensen doesn't have to think about Dean or anything right, else. Right. The concept of Jensen losing his best yeah, friend yeah. is enough. And also, I, I know you said, like, Jared laughed or something to fuck up the scene. I think Jared did everything he could Not to, to make it authentic for jensen good because i i remember i'm sure i remember reading that even when the camera was on jensen mm-hmm. jared was there he didn't mm-hmm. have to be because he wasn't in frame but i'm sure he was there mm-hmm. you know trying to make it as easy for jensen to be in yeah. that headspace which yeah. is i mean who wants to pretend that you're dead if you're not even on camera right Sounds exhausting right yeah no well good like you, I'm glad. You can't even nap. What if you snore? That's going to fuck I'm, up the scene. I'm glad Jared did that for Jensen. I'm glad. Yeah, they they is good people. They are. They is babies. They are. So next one is season four, episode 10, Heaven and Hell. I wish I couldn't feel a damn thing. I have this gift favorited on so many different yes. places. So I use it a lot. It's just Dean's constant struggle here. The second by second to hold on. I just think it's very apparent. He lets down the veil for a moment to give Sam the answers he's been wanting. Um. Like, I just, I don't think, I don't think anybody can really understand, even with him explaining it, to imagine what the character has gone through, you know, and then the self-revulsion he has for himself, for the actions Mm -hmm. he was forced to take. It's such a gut punch, especially when he says, you know, and I did, you know, I said no for 30 years, you know, and then you, you see that and you, you know, you know what that means. And then you hear him explain it. It's such just like a gut punch and he's literally i wrote this he's literally bathing in dean's tears by the end like there is like there is moisture all over this boy's face like it is just like he's been crying and just exhausted and just over and over and over and over again like do you know how many times they did that scene because i don't i don't know if it was just a couple times or if he had to do a few i would think it would have only been a couple because it probably would have been too much um, I don't know how many times they had to film it, but mm-hmm. I do know that Jensen fucked off when yeah. it was done. He was like, I, I got to walk this off. And he yeah. like 
took himself for a walk. Yeah, you know? yeah. Because that was, I mean, we we joke about the Ackles perfect man tear and stuff, but oh. I just think it's funny because there was no single man tear in this. Like it was all tears. Like it was just like, you know. No, it, there, there, is, yeah. there is. Well, it there starts, is. but then it becomes well, like a bath. You know what I mean? It's not, it's not a single man tear like it is in All Hell Breaks Loose part right, two. But right. there is like, there is a moment when the camera is on Dean and just sounds like Trickles. fuzzy in the background. Yeah. Yeah. And he like he like blinks and it just like one tear just like falls yeah. from his eye. But then I'm but saying, then, but then it's just like everything. <laughs> then he's just soggy afterwards. <laughs> the soggy. next time we come back, he's just soggy, which is oh, and oh it's just, baby. Get again, in the burrito next to Sam. Again, it's just, just, uh, it's just so it's just I again like sometimes I wonder, my God, I fell asleep through all of this stuff the first go round. <laughs> And then like to have watched it again and to have been just like, oh my God, like, you know, to see what they were doing with these characters so early on was mm-hmm. just, just amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a random one, but I suggest people just go and watch it. I don't think it gets a lot of attention. I recently rewatched this episode. It's a really solid, good episode. Season five, episode 18, Point of No Return. It's the one where they go back to heaven. And Adam's been like, I think Adam comes back, but then Adam gets taken to heaven. So they have to go back and get Adam. So Dean's in heaven with Sam, Mm -hmm. Adam, and he faces Zachariah. And both Adam and Sam are getting, you know, basically Zachariah's whole like, you know, fist clenching. And then they're all like, you know, insides are just, yeah, uh, and all that stuff. It's not a particularly like, I think it's memorable in the end because like, you know, of course, Dean shanks Zachariah, you know, like at the end of it, but there's so many emotions that Dean goes through in that one scene. And then it's the turnaround and the wink he gives to Sam and then the changeover again and his bravado's back. It's just so good. It's one of those scenes where you kind of ride the wave with the actor as they're giving you a little bit more, giving you a little bit more. And then you get that little aha. And it's just... It's just a really good scene. He's just, he's just great in it. He's just great in it. So I would just suggest, you know, rewatching that. I feel like it's, it's just not talked about as much, but it's a good scene. My last one is season 12, episode 22. Again, I could just keep going, but (laughs) it's who we are. It's um, where Dean confronts Mary in the dream state. And this scene jumps between it's an extended scene, but it goes back and forth between Dean with Mary in the dream state, trying to get her out of it. She's been programmed or whatever by the men of letters. And then it's mm-hmm. Sam at the men of letters bunker with the hunters, like for a good few minutes. So it's a back and forth when Dean says, I hate you to his mom. And then you see the conflict that, you know, you know, the conflict he's had with his parents. It was all laid bare. And I just wrote, like, why is it always dream states? I feel like this is when he just, like, gives it at all. And it's just, like, you know, doesn't give a fuck. But he mm-hmm. gives you a little more insight. You feel the pain in a couple of minutes. The abandonment, the responsibility he felt. And I know part of it's the writing, but it wouldn't mean anything if Jensen didn't show you all of Dean's pain and that confession. And yeah. a lot of the confession... It revolves around what Sam had to endure that he explains to his mom, you know, and that's just his protectiveness and his love for his brother and how it goes beyond the responsibility he feels for his family. Um, Even though they'll say, 
you know, time and time again, and sometimes you don't believe it, but they put each other first above everything else. I think they really do, but he still wants to try and save his mother. He still wants to find it in his heart to forgive her and give her another chance. That's somebody so broken and still wanting to try and try and try. There's a resilience to those characters. Again, I think is why I love them so much. And Dean is like the puppy that gets kicked, but still comes comes Mm -hmm. back, you know, sometimes. Mm -hmm. Um, I just, that's when you want to just like be like, you know, it's okay. You know, you're, you're good just the way you are and you don't need anybody else's approval, love, care. That's hard for anybody to digest, especially these characters, but it's just such a good scene. Mm. Jensen just does so much with that. It's beautiful. I think there's a, a single man tier in that one, or maybe just, mm. oh, I can't remember for sure, but just it's a light um, misting. just a light misting, but yeah. So those are my five. I yeah. could keep going. We'll <laughs> we can we can rank that one. You know, we can put that one in the reason five hundred and seventy eight that Carly fucking hates Mary Winchester. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Ah, but that is Sandra reined herself in. She kept it to five and a couple of extras, but mm-hmm. you know, just still five. So that's there's a couple couple of um. Mm, I think we have one overlap and one almost overlap. Mm-hmm. So we will hop into mine. Mm-hmm. So. I'm going to save the first one on my list. Again, these are not ranked like best or worst or anything, but I'm going to save the first one on my list for the last and you will understand why. <laughs> so heaven and hell, I wish I couldn't feel a damn thing. All the things that Sandra said, just, you know, and it's that gift comes up in my favorites on so many different places <laughs> because I use it so much because I fully identify with everything being so painful <laughs> that you wish you could feel nothing. Yeah. You know, you would give up your happiness and your joy just to make it stop. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, I, I get that. Again, I think, I think these might be um, scenes that you know resonated with me, mm-hmm. real strong, mm-hmm. more than peak acting moments. But they're they're peak acting moments for me. So yeah, Sandra said everything that I would have said about heaven and hell, and I wish I couldn't feel a damn thing. So this one's tangentially overlapped. I have the end of Mm -hmm. all hell breaks loose part Mm -hmm. one Mm -hmm. where he's on his knees in the mud and it's it's i was thinking about this while sandra was talking about the this the part of you know the scene in in part two and i think the scene in part two while it's powerful this is maybe slightly more powerful to me because it's 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 that disbelief Mm -hmm. Oh, and I, I've had to sit with grief for almost a decade, and I know intimately what that feels like. So I don't, I don't want to relive that in my relaxed shows. Mm-hmm. So for this, it was, you know, it was the the anger and the denial that was so much, so powerful to me. And again, that is not to say that I don't think the scene in part two is just as fucking powerful. It's just when I think of Cold Oak and what happens, Mm -hmm. this is, you know, that just the disbelief, you know, it's, it's going to be fine. We're going to, you know, this, this, I'm going to make it. Okay. That's my job. Look after my pain in the ass, little brother. And Mm -hmm. I, 
again, if it weren't for the fact that Jared is playing someone unconscious and they're dead, um, this mm. would have equally gone to gone to Jared because I imagine it's probably quite difficult to um to 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 go like limp and floppy like that and trust another person is not gonna let you break your nose in the mud. Mm. But it's mm-hmm. It's the way that he manages it and gives Jensen something so tangible and real mm-hmm. to act against. And that, you know, that's my job to look after my pain in the ass, little brother. Mm-hmm. Just, oh, it guts me. Yeah. It guts yeah. me. So different sections of the same scene, mm-hmm. I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, on a lighter note. I really wanted cat- to include this too. <laughs> <laughs> it's the cat scene in Yellow Fever. All yeah. of Yellow, if... If Clap Your Hands, If You Believe, yeah. is one of my favorite Sam episodes. All um, of Yellow Fever for Jensen. All of Yellow Fever is yeah. my favorite Dean Jensen episode. I've mm-hmm. said it before. That is 40, 40 odd minutes of Jensen <laughs> pissing about while Jared desperately tries to stay in character. <laughs> I love it. And, you know, it's funny because the part of this scene that gets talked about in cons is the snake. Mm. But it's... Oh, the fucking yeah, cat! Why don't they? I, I I don't think it gets enough. It gets enough credit. I it's because it's yeah. It's because Jared left during the snake scene. <laughs> That's why <laughs> Sam was supposed to be on the couch with Dean, just be like mm. <laughs> moron. But the snake <laughs> came over the back of the sofa, and Jared just went nope. Aw, um, and it's like he didn't. He didn't just like leave the seat. He left the whole fucking set. And ended up like at the monitors and stuff where the director is just like, no, because mm-hmm. I it's it's com video that I'll I'll definitely be able to find. Um, the director turns to Jared and is like, "You're supposed to be out there," and he's like, Mm-mm, "Nope." And they're like, <laughs> "Okay, just zooming on Jensen a bit, you know." <laughs> so that's 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 why that always gets talked about, and also because Jensen was afraid. Mm-hmm. And I suppose if you live in Texas where there are venomous snakes, that is not an unreasonable fear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that is a python. It's a mm-hmm. Burmese. It's an albino Burmese python. It gives zero fucks about you. It's just living his little python life, moving up. Okay, yeah. Yeah. they're not. They are not inherently dangerous to humans. They may try and wrap you up, maybe. But the Carly, I'm just thinking the, about when you were talking about whales the other day. Like they're they're they're, they're not necessarily like you know out to get a human, but all they got to do is like you know do a little echo and boom, <laughs> your head will explode. <laughs> yeah, no, it's the the danger with big snakes like big Burmese pythons, reticulated pythons, is they get so big and mm-hmm. so heavy, yeah, really heavy that they are unmanageable mm-hmm. for one person to deal with, and it yeah. is. It's not that the snake is actively dangerous towards right. a human yeah. or, you know, that they want to eat you or anything like yeah. that. It's just that in doing snaky things, <sighs> like even little snakes, they'll try and like wrap your wrist. Or if mm-hmm. you put them around your neck, they will they will like wrap themselves around your neck. But if they're like two feet long, you could just go stop that right. and move right. it. Yeah. You can't do that with like a, you know, a 200 pound reticulated python. Yeah. That is the danger. Yeah. You know, so that 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 little girl. I mean, she wasn't little; she was enormous. But she gave zero fucks about Jensen. She was just like, "Hello," and she's just investigating my little snake. Like, this is kind of nice to be sliding down. Got to admit, <laughs> yeah, she's having a nest time. Um, but it's just that always that always tickles me that Je- <laughs> that Je- Jared left and Jensen was like, 
I'm frozen in terror. Like she's a doll. Say hello. She's baby. But yeah. again, they both grew up in Texas, where there are lots of venomous snakes. So a healthy fear of snakes is probably beneficial. I think that's but when I you get into like what's healthy. Like what's a healthy, you know, healthy fear. Like I, you know, like we've all got our our things. I don't think Jared's. Jared's fear of bears is healthy. That's a legit. <laughs> that's a legitimate phobia. Yeah, and I'm just like, I, I don't. So. Yeah. I don't think there are bears in Texas. Somebody let me know. Are there bears in Texas? Does he have a legitimate reason to be? I know it's a phobia, but like, mm-hmm. is he liable to run into a bear in Texas? Do they mm-hmm. live in? Te- Somebody let me know. Mm-hmm. Somebody let me know. Yeah. But that's 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 why the snake scene gets all <laughs> gets all the attention because they were just like, oh fuck no. Um, but I just. Because again, the cat scene it's is really good. Yeah, it's the that was scary. That was pure Jensen. <laughs> that was not even like he, I he was trying to be Dean, but it just like fully was not. <laughs> fully was not. Could have equally gone with you know who does that crazy people from that episode. Just like all of Yellow Fever, guys. Yeah, all of really Yellow good. Fever. It's really good. It's great. Yeah, I just you know give give Jensen a chance <laughs> to play a ball, and he's gonna have the best time, and we're yeah. gonna have the best time. Yeah. Now, I am real shocked that anything from this next episode didn't make it on Sandra's list. But, you know, maybe maybe she was trying to think. I, I with, was thinking, I said, no. Instead of other I, parts. I was. I was also thinking Carly is probably going <laughs> to. Yeah, right, that's fair. <laughs> yeah, right, that seems fair. It's um, it's it's the bunker scene from Soul Survivor with the knife and the do it. We've all got that gift. Don't lie. Don't lie to me. You've got that gift saved somewhere or it's in your favorites somewhere with the mm-hmm. knife. It's in and my again, Pinterest, I think. <laughs> I think I might have it saved to my desktop, actually. Mm. I would have to check. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, it's one of those questions that I would really love to ask Jensen. Like, so when you directed yourself <laughs> as a demon, was there a reason you chose to go with sexy for the tone of the moment when your brother presses the demon killing knife to your neck? Like, I just, I just have questions. But it was season 10. So that was five years ago when the show ended. I was Mm -hmm. like, eight years ago now. He's going to be like, the fucking what now in the where? I'm never (laughs) going to get to ask him. Sad times. But if you're going to a con and you think, fuck it, I'm going to ask him, please let a model know. I want to know why that was his acting choice. But it's that that whole kind of cat and mouse hunt around the bunker with the hammer. And it's just... It's like peak Demon Dean. Mm-hmm. You know, we've seen Demon Dean pissing about in a bar with Crowley. We've seen Demon Dean with Cole when he mm-hmm. beats the fuck out of him and he's like, I just don't care. You know, and then we've this time it this is like Demon Dean 3. This time it's personal. You know, he's <laughs> he's got a got a vested interest in this bit. And it's mm-hmm. it's real powerful. It is. Yeah. I love I love that bit. Yeah. I love that bit. Now <laughs> Before we started recording this, I had not looked at Sandra's list and she had not looked at mine. So Sandra came to me and she was like, okay, so I did a Jared and Jensen together bit and I just need you to know. And she started rolling off all the reasons why she had also included the scene. And she's like, yeah, I know that you don't. And I, blah, 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 but I just think he's did it. And I was like, you haven't looked at my list, have you? And she went, no. And I was like, yeah, no, it's on my list. So again, this does not imply that we like this episode in any way, shape, or form. Oh, I would go so far as to use the H word for this episode, but I will not hear that this was not some of the most incredible acting that Jensen has ever fucking done. Mm-hmm. And it is the barn scene from mm-hmm. the finale. And the reason the, the reason it goes to Jensen and not 
Jared is because that's not to say that Jared didn't do real well, but Jared didn't, it wasn't Jared's death scene. You know, mm. I feel like if you give someone's death scene to another actor, that kind of implies that they did a poor job. And oh my fucking God, I bawled mm. so hard, mm-hmm. so hard. And just the, you know, this is like, I'm not going to make it. This is it for me. You know, I'm, I'm so proud of you. Oh, yeah. yeah. Babies. Yeah. Absolute babies. So we have discussed our thoughts on <laughs> 15, 20 quite a few times, but I cannot in good faith say that is not one of Jensen's best acting moments on Supernatural. Mm-hmm. I just can't. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that is that is my five. But Sandra, of course, Sandra has more notes on the barn scene. Well, let's hop back over to Sandra. I just did, I, and I stopped. I did three. <laughs> I did a special shout outs because I was really trying to think of Jared and Jensen together. And I think a lot of what you've been mentioning in certain scenes where one performance is not possible without the other's presence in it in general and the acting involved in it, whether it's mm-hmm. whatever that is. The barn scene was one of them. Because I think it's just such a, it's a character culmination between these two that they Mm -hmm. just, they give it their all. And even though it's, yeah, it's not Jared, it's not uh, Sam's death scene, but he's right there with him. Yeah. Every line, every second of it. We've heard it was discussed over and over and over again. They had the crew in tears. Mm-hmm. You know, it was it was really powerful. And I, um, one thing that I always I always remember Jared saying is that he had spoken to to somebody, a, another actor, and I can't remember who it was, but they had told him that he needed to it needed to stop crying because mm-hmm. those weren't Jared's tears; they were Sam's tears, and he mm-hmm. needed to save them. He couldn't keep crying Sam's tears, mm. which I think, I think that's, I don't know. I just think there's something beautiful in that, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and all our thoughts on, on the, on the ending and, and everything else that happens, that is a goodbye for Sam and Dean to each other, but it's also a goodbye for Jared and Jensen to Sam and Dean. Yeah. Yeah. And I, that's definitely part of what makes it so powerful. And it's, the show, it declined as we got towards the end. We all know that. But in this in this one moment, the same care that leads a season one Jensen to question a director mm-hmm. over a character choice. To then it's say still he's right not, there. And to say Dean's like, Dean's going to die. On his feet. On his feet. Yeah. yeah. And I know, I know there's a lot of back and forth about Jensen not being happy with the finale and, and things like that. But it, it's been three years, guys. It is what it is. Yeah. You know, yeah. we can't we can't change it now. It's the the moment of goodbye is mm-hmm. just it's so fucking powerful. Yeah. You cannot as much as I like to pretend that season 15 ended on 19, and isn't that a weird episode to end on, guys? Mm-hmm. I wonder why they didn't make it a round number. I can't not give props to that scene. Yeah. Then cry. <laughs> I th- I think it just it it speaks to if you know if you're a fan of the show I think you you appreciate the journey overall even if you don't 
appreciate all the waypoints they may have done along the way, mm-hmm. you know, or the destination. It's it's really the journey with these characters. Yeah. So I just picked two others. Well, one very random one. It's season 12, episode 18, The Memory Remains. It's at the very end. It's a monster of the week, but it's at the very end. And the boys talk about their legacy and carve their initials in the men of letters table. It's just mm-hmm. a very, it's sort of like this little retrospective about like, you know, will people remember us and, and, all, and it's this back and forth between them. And then just seeing them embrace and have a small little moment of like, you know, carving out their little place in the bunker mm-hmm. between the both of them, I think is very, it's just very sweet. It's a very sweet scene and it's got a good balance between the two of them going back and forth together. Mm-hmm. The and other then one, she comes and adds her fucking initials later on and it's bullshit. <sighs> <sighs> That was a lot of Yorkshire now. I'm uh, sorry. That's okay. Um, <laughs> then the other one was season 11, episode four. I just picked baby. Yep. Any scene with them in the car, but in particular, there's that one scene in sort of the middle where, you know, Dean's in the front, Sam's in the back. Just that conversation that they have. It's just very calm and just them. Mm-hmm. And, but yeah, everything in that in that episode where they're together, where they're singing, all of that, even though I know a lot of that's not necessarily Sam and Dean. It's just seeing how, if you didn't know that about this, about the episode, you would think it was Sam and Dean. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, it kind of, it kind of says a lot about them, how much they, they can easily just be their characters in a moment, you know? And mm. I think we've talked about it on cons, photo ops, how in a split second they can change off, you know, kind of like how Jared's able to just switch and they can just, they give you what you need in a scene. And Mm. I love the scene of them just in the car talking, just the quiet of it. And it's just very special. Again, it's what we get with 15 years of character. And I just think it's impossible to say top, you know, what's your absolute favorite? But I think oh, we, yeah. we did our best trying to pick out yeah. some some peak acting moments in it. So, I uh, yeah. it's it's funny you went to that quiet moment in Baby because the one the one I always think of is after Night Moves when it's it's like the dash cam mm-hmm. and they're mm-hmm. just driving and they're eating and they're laughing mm-hmm. and it's like Jared and Jensen, Jared and Jensen, Jared and Jensen, and then Jared reaches over for the wheel and Dean <laughs> smacks his hands away and goes, hands off the wheel. And he's yeah. like, but you weren't even looking at the road. Yeah. And it's that fucking quick. And then it's yeah. Jared and Jensen again. And mm-hmm. it's just that tiny little, and I, we so rarely get to see them have fun. And I know, I know that it's Jared and Jensen in that scene. And I know that they're not, like they're not trying real hard to be Sam and Dean in that moment. But just that that but they're dash in their cam. DNA. It's their DNA. Like at some point, just, like uh, I, I feel like they so like I don't think you can embody a character for that long and not want to do it because part of that character deep down, like you just connect with them on such a level that you're willing to have them in your life for 15 years, and then you know there's no way they'd ever let them go after mm. that. But it's just I think it just says a lot about them the ease of falling into a character kind of like how you always hear people like you know jensen has said like when he was at um the boys like you know people were like no i see dean like you know you're mm. you don't 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 give me dean, in dean this. Is so i think yeah. that that's a thing where you know 
living with the character for so long, there's no way I don't think you don't have mm-hmm. that bleed in a little bit. Yeah. But I just think it's so special. And I think that's the – again, there aren't a lot of shows that do that. I know there are shows that are on for a really long time, but there aren't a lot of shows that are on for a really long time with the same actors playing the same two characters yeah. for this long. You know, unless it's a soap opera. You know what I mean? You just don't you don't quite get that. But then form. that doesn't that doesn't have the same kind of because even even like soap operas here in the UK, they switch out, you know, like someone mm-hmm. will be on for like a few years and then they'll they'll go away and we'll, yeah. you know, we'll, we'll things are constantly being changed. Mm-hmm. And obviously the background You'll get um, some of the characters that kind of float in every once in a while that are older, you know, like generationally and stuff, but it's yeah. like they're not they're not the primary focus. And these these guys were the primary focus for 15 years. You know, they didn't yeah. hand over the backgrounds the changed, to anybody. Yeah. But it was it was always Sam and Dean. Yeah. 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 So but um if you just bear with us, guys, we're going to go find out who was right about the my pain in the ass little brother. I don't think it's that either one was right. I think it's that I think he says it in both. He says it twice. I really okay. do. I don't know how we do this. I mean, I can look on. I'm going to look on Netflix. You can look. Okay. Do you want to? I'll look. I'll look on part one and you look on part two and okay. see, if, see if he says it. I think you're right. He's getting ready to blow it i don't think he says it here no he doesn't say it here what does that say when everything bleeds together (laughs) no he doesn't he doesn't say it in this one okay no 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 he doesn't look at that that's two things what that's two things today that i have been right about yes you get a sticker congratulations i want a sticker. carly gets stickers carly gets stickers because Dean does not say anything about pain in the ass little brother and all hell breaks nope. loose part two. Nope. What nope. was I, what, what else were you right about today? About Patrick. Well, it wasn't right, but <laughs> I, I, got, I got to tell you something. You were like, who the fuck is this character? And I was like, dude, it's the witch. Yeah. I want nope. stickers. Yeah. No. Nope. So Dean gets sticker. I get stickers. Dean falls to his knees and he's like, you know, it's okay. I've got you. And then he like puts his hand and like, mm-hmm to the cut and he's obviously he's covered in blood and he's like look it's not even that bad it's not even that bad it's okay I'm gonna patch you up don't eat like it's gonna be fine you're gonna be good as new blah 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 blah. and then Sam's kind of like unconscious at that point and he's like no 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 because I'm gonna look after you because that's my job right look after my pain in the ass little brother okay and then Sam's kind of like either dying or dead and that's when he kind of like he's Sam and like you know kind of like shakes him and then we get Sammy and then like mm-hmm. your heart breaks and then it like it goes real fucking quiet. Yeah. Well, you just watch Jensen just kind of like holding on to yeah. to Sam's jackets, and then you just get sick. Yeah. And it cuts out. <laughs> uh, I was right, but at what cost? <laughs> I think this is more proof that I do not remember quotes well, and that I should not be asked what people were wearing in costume situations. So there are two things that do not ask me to quote. <laughs> I ask you to quote, don't ask me to explain what a costume looks like. So, well, yes. you see, that would be the autism <laughs> because <laughs> I do remember quotes and I speak in them a lot of the time. Mm. So that's, that's not a failing of Sandra. That's a quirk of my neurodivergent brain. But with that, now we have established that I was right. 
And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not bragging because I knew I was right. No, <laughs> I didn't need to go reason, back and look. No, no. It's one of those things where I, I talked to a friend of mine who's my age. I feel like I make shit up now, memory wise. Like it's just a thing. It's starting to just happen. Fill in the gaps. Yeah. Fill in the gaps saying things happen that didn't. I'm like, I really need to stop doing that. So there we go. But in Sandra's defense, while they are different episodes, it is a continuation of the same scene. So it is not it is not wrong of you to connect mm-hmm. the two. But mm-hmm. uh, for what for what it's worth, I went back and watched part one and Sandra went back and watched part two. Um, yeah. And I'm real fucking glad that I didn't watch part two because part one was enough. No, no, you wouldn't have wanted to watch that. No, 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 no. Okay, well, on that note. <laughs> <laughs> on that bombshell, Callum's right for once. Are there any peak moments we forgot that you were like, Carly? No, 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 no. Andrew, what, no, no. No. We didn't forget. Are there any, what would your peak moments right. be? Right. Well, yeah. What What are your peak moments? I'm not taking the responsibility for forgetting half of Sam's oh. best moments. Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll, 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 I'll be like, is there something? Yeah. Let me know. Let me know if, if you're like, nope, this is my top peak acting moment. Yeah. So let us know. Let us know. So if you want to reach out to us, you can email us at idlinginthepala at gmail.com. You can comment on Spotify and use the Q&A section to share your thoughts. All our contact details are on our website, idlinginthepala.com. Go check it out. Also, don't forget to like, comment, share, follow, and subscribe wherever you access your podcast, but especially if you are watching or listening on YouTube. That really helps us with the YouTube algorithm. All hail its benevolence. Uh, causes that we are championing as always in the description. It is still around the holiday times and holidays can suck. For a lot of people, but they can especially suck for members of the LGBTQ plus community who may not have a safe place to go home to for the holidays, may not have supportive families, all that nonsense. And it's their nonsense, not your nonsense, guys. I'm with you. But in the description, you will find links to a couple of charities that you can reach out to if you need somebody to talk to. That is what they are there for. They will put you in touch with people who you can talk to um you know if you need that also in the description it's ramping it feels like it's always ramping up to election season like y'all have too many elections but this this one you know this is this is the big one this is the presidential election year so keep yourself informed keep yourself appraised make sure you're keeping up with the rules and laws and any nonsense changes that i have no doubt will be sprung upon y'all mm-hmm. in the coming months as that all ramps up and uh to quote the rocky horror picture show i'm gonna quote that forever now i fucking love it <laughs> it's a jump to the left not a step to the right come on guys vote blue let's uh you know <laughs> y'all voted red not 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 you guys but like the peoples voted red and um well, we're still recovering from that fucking clusterfuck, aren't we? So, blue, please. Thanks, guys. If you're in the UK, though, don't vote blue. No, 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 no. I mean, don't vote red either, but definitely don't vote blue. But anyway, if you are in the USA, Sandra has provided some links to places that you can keep an eye on, you know, like voting registrations and legislations and all those things that you need or might not need, blah, 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 blah. All that good stuff in the description presidential election year make sure you're keeping ahead of the nonsense as best you can also something that we are massively highlighting and it is my sincere hope that by the time this episode is ready to be released this section will not be needed anymore but at time of recording in the middle of november it very much still is so we are championing both world central kitchen 
and Doctors Without Borders, both of whom are on the ground in the Ukraine and in Gaza. They are helping, obviously, World Central Kitchen is feeding. Doctors Without Borders is providing medical care to people who are still, you know, still trapped in the Ukraine, still cut off by Russia's unlawful invasion of the Ukraine. And of course, what's going on in Gaza is just horrific. Um, And I'm not here to make this political. This is not, you know, I'm not saying we're siding with Israel. I'm not saying that Hamas is in the right or Israel is in the right. This is not political. Okay, there are people on the ground in Gaza and the Ukraine that did not ask for war and they are starving and they are cut off and they are dying. All we are doing is drawing attention to charities that are there providing aid. I don't want to make this political, okay? I don't care what side of this conflict you stand on. People are fucking dying and it is 2024 and that shit don't fly, okay? So as always, if you need access to any of the resources in the description, that is what they are there for. And if you can help them keep helping others, that would be incredible. And with that, we will say thank you for joining us in the back seat and we will see you next time, guys. Bye-bye. Bye.